It's about 6 a.m. on solstice, and I am sitting on a giant boulder in the middle of a meadow of wildflowers, about 11,400 feet up in the San Juan Mountains near Silverton, Colorado. Forgive me if I'm out of breath. The oxygen is thin up here. I'm surrounded by tall, slender, and elegant pine trees. You can hear a stream to my right. Birds chirping, waking up to my left. The sun has been grazing the tops of the mountains across the chasm, coming and going, but the clouds are rolling in and I can tell because I thought my breath was fogging up my glasses so I held my breath to clear them but then I realized that I was being enveloped in a cloud and I prayed upward into the stream towards the direction of the sun and as I turned around, there was an elk on the road, <laughs> just like not even 50 meters up. And I just stood still in awe because I, I've wanted to see one in person, but I didn't think it would be like that. Um, and I just stayed in love and calm in my heart as we stared at each other and then of course my brain went to is this okay <laughs> I don't remember um if I should have any protocols or not right now I have no service I am far from the main cabin on my hike and so I just ducked behind a tree to let him pass and he's grazing now behind me oh my gosh he's looking at me now hello uh, since June 1st I've been on a whirlwind adventure with a group of nine other fellows and about three faculty who are with us but there's far many more that we've met on the road in the journey or who have flown out, who have driven out to meet us along um, a snaking, winding transect uh, from Albuquerque up into the San Juan Mountains as part of the Wright Ingram Institute's field stations program, which is as they describe a interdisciplinary, integrative, place-based, experiential learning program. And I've wanted to have little dispatches along the way, but we've been going so full force and 
I can't describe just the amount of information, um, the generosity of the people we meet, scientists, community leaders, people who are extremely passionate about their work, um, along the lines of environmentalism, ecology, law, um, tribal elders, storytellers, hydrologists, people from all sorts of different backgrounds. And yeah, it's just been so much information and, and we've had maybe two or three days along this time to have space to ourselves to absorb and, and it still doesn't feel enough, but that's sort of the nature of the program. There's a lot of inspiration from the early American naturalists where the tendency is to observe and inquire and be led through curiosity rather than experimentation and sampling and this and that. Of course, we still are learning certain rudimentary things about the ecology, about different systems, um, desert landscapes, arid, far dry farming, um, wetlands, which I am now a huge fan of, <laughs> um, different forest systems, fire ecology. We're learning about the watersheds most specifically and importantly. That's kind of the route that we're following along in the Southwest here. Um, we're talking about drought. We're talking about climate change and the language and the words used to describe drastic shifting events uh, in relationship to nature and the environment, um, how politicized all these things are, the legal frameworks surrounding everything from conservation easements, land trusts, allotments, um, the extremely violent ways that settler colonialism underlies a lot of our both legal frameworks and also our culture, um, our sciences even. And I think a lot of the people who have found themselves as a part of this group are in maybe transitional spaces or big, big spaces of change. Um, many people have graduated from a master's in landscape architecture, um, people who have architecture backgrounds. There are three of us who are in our Jesus year, 33 years old, and a couple of us are stepping across the threshold on this trip. Um, there have been so many synchronicities, so much deja vu, sometimes collective deja vu. We were talking about this at dinner last night. And I don't know if that's because we are adjusting to a very intimate relationship with nature and um, passing through these evolutions of eco-zones and temperatures and elevations and air quality. And it it is not um, always glamorous or, or, you know, how I guess a one month long fellowship traveling through a region 
might sound at first, and I guess I don't know if I had any expectations going in, but I feel changed on a cellular level. We are eating from the landscape. We are sensing and smelling and rubbing different types of soil from mineral to organic between our fingers, smelling sulfur come off of organic soil, um, listening most of all. That has been sort of the thing that I, I started this program with. We all presented our work and I had shared a little bit about my professional background, my interests, and what sort of subjects and guiding principles I have found to inform my work in this transitional space. And how much I have found myself chasing mountains. <laughs> and here I am, yet again, almost to the tippy tops of where we are in the San Juans right now. And yeah, there's, there is a pulling um, that I have felt for quite some time that has both pulled me away from certain things and pulled me towards others. And at times it can feel like I don't know where I'm getting pulling, where I'm being pulled toward. Um, but this trip has really solidified the gift of what I'm being pulled toward. And it has been a miraculous gift to spend this much time with nature, to be spending so much time in inquiry and to feel the fire in the hearts of all of these people, the faculty, the colleagues, peers, um, and to feel that we are all wondering how best to serve in this time perhaps at the core of what we're asking, though we might be looking at certain legal frameworks and, you know, how roads disturb ecological systems, how humans disturb ecological systems. And yet we are also understanding the ways in which we are deeply interconnected and that our ways of being, um, can also bring new attention and focus onto landscapes, onto struggling systems that might be a direct result of our own doing, um, of really looking at policies that are informed from a very <clears throat> settler colonial frame of mind and so on this continued journey of undoing unlearning relearning reorienting um 
I think I'm finally finding some solace in the discombobulation um, and just taking in all of these clues from nature that the desert can coexist just 30 minutes away from undulating farmlands and another 45 minutes from alpine mixed conifer forests and the region that we are in I think at its core is deeply sacred and we know this because of all of the original peoples tribes that have inhabited and stewarded these lands before us and while it can be easy to sort of lose sight of that on any old road, road trip I think being with this cohort of people being with people who've been in the education world for decades people who are emerging into the education space with fresh eyes having a Diné Navajo elder and storyteller present with us on this trip who has tremendously impacted all of us I know having another Afghan woman on this trip same age um, I feel deeply 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 grateful not just to this program and the people in it but for these lands for allowing us to pass through um, one of our participants Simone had mentioned in a circle gathering that there might not be another group of people who are looking and traveling through these landscapes the way that we are that are witnessing you know the alarming drought across certain landscapes the effects of certain systems out of balance to this degree um and so there is this there are just these really profound moments where we find ourselves reflecting together, where we find ourselves <clears throat> attempting to integrate and the dynamic of the group is just so caring and kind and thoughtful and equanimitous. <laughs> um, no drama, everybody's here. We all create space for each other in the ways that we can. We live on top of each other. We bunk together. We share. We cook. We clean. And it really feels like we're all here for something greater. And in that phraseology, I'm constantly reminded of... Um, just the ways in which we say that God is greater than anything you can possibly imagine, fathom. It's, it, it is just continuously said that God is greater. And if nature is a reflection of that, 
um, then I find tremendous solace sitting here surrounded by these pines by the sound of fresh water making its way down by this elk that just blessed the journey back um, I celebrated 11 months of sabbatical on this ranch called Banded Peak. It's 50,000 plus acres of land. And at that point in the journey, just nine days in, I was just struck by the sheer magnitude of what private conserved land can look like. Um, it sits at the headwaters of the Navajo River. It felt like a deeply spiritual experience being there. And in that sort of milestone of sabbatical, I was sort of wondering, like, how am I going to close this year out? How am I? What's next? All these sorts of things. But I feel no concern <laughs> for what's next. I am just so deeply satisfied being here right now on solstice, feeling like I can touch the sun as it comes up over these mountains to the east and looking to the west across the chasm and the snow sprinkling the mountain tops and this vein of water that connects those two directions to the north, a cascade of pine trees. And to the south, these waking alpine wildflowers that are just so beautiful. Yellows and hot pinks from the Indian paintbrush, which there are so many ranges of pinks and fuchsias and oranges of these flowers. They are just captivating and periwinkle flowers. I was looking at an alpine wildflower book last night. I don't remember all the names, but I'm going to commit them to study. So yeah, this is, this is the big accomplishment, success story, ambition, all these sorts of things that tend to drive us, um, is finding this moment here on this rock and just finding wells and wells and rivers and mountains and oceans full of gratitude to just be here, to be alive at this time. Though it can feel apocalyptic or anxiety-inducing or, you know, passionate fueled to be talking about the state of our climate both globally and through these regions at this time there is just still so much life and 
I want to breathe and speak more life into that and just pray that the rest will work itself out in the ways that it needs to, not in the ways that we humans want to out of fear of our own demise or death, not for fear out of what we think these processes or systems need from our perspective, but to just be and deeply listen, listen to those who have listened for thousands of years Listen to the trees, listen to the birds, listen to the patterns, listen to the ways in which nature moves on uninterrupted, to the way that rocks freeze in water and my hand can stand only so much. There's so much strength here. I feel like I keep ending this, but then I remember <laughs> more things. And that is the nature of a reality stream. But I'm currently sitting in the crosshairs of some books and texts. Um, Haunted Landscapes of the Anthropocene by Anna Tsing et al. I've been hearing all these scientists use the et al. So I'm going to do that because I don't remember the rest of the editors involved in that. Um, but great collection of essays. Um, the Living Mountain by Nun Shepherd. And it's been so nice to read her words while living on a mountain. Operation Manual Spaceship Earth by Buckminster Fuller. And while there's a lot of systems theory and geometry and architecture and land and environment, ecology. I think what intrigues me most is his quest to um, meet 100% of the needs of 100% of the people on this planet, that no one goes hungry or wanting for, for anything. And while that is a lofty goal, I do feel inspired by that way of thinking. Um, and then finally, The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And it's a, sh it's a short read, <clears throat> but I think every time I sort of crack it open and read it, there's just a little tidbit or insight about how to be more intimate or presence, present with, um, yeah, the God in everything. And with that, I will close this stream. I might leave some the ambient sounds for you. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being with me on solstice. I hope that all of your wishes in this time are reflected back to you in some way. And if you're listening to this and you can spare some intentions towards 
on this day of, of great balance between night and day. Um, and, and just the celebration of the sun. If you can spare some intentions towards, um, balance for nature, for our species, for all species, sentient and not, that make up this planet, all the beings and microbes that make up our bodies, um, just balance in these times. I will not qualify that. Whatever these times mean for you, I hope that you are able to bring balance and wish for that. And yeah, until next stream.